Can I say that the first time Judith came in and we started talking about this, I said to her, I said, Judith, we really don't have much space. What can you do with it? And she didn't say these words, but she looked me in the eye and almost said, you watch me. (laughs) And the space was something that I really appreciate, but I didn't understand how beautiful you would make it. I honestly feel I come to work in a piece of art every morning. And for me, you will know that's quite special. So thank you so much. Today had the title of um, Laughing with God. Because in Psalm 126 that we read earlier, the people of God, when God had fulfilled their dreams, laughed. I think we've had that feeling in the last number of weeks. Renovate it. Extended halls feel like a restoration, as the people of God talk about in this psalm. Our mouths are filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Life here on a daily basis has been transformed and energized. Every day is vibrant. The church is alive. Laughing with God indeed. And then Friday night. What terror. What horror. What pain, hurt and heartache. Paris in panic and today in mourning. How can we in Fitzroy laugh in our new buildings in Belfast while others weep in such devastation in Paris? It didn't seem right, and so last night I was back to the drawing board. And yet, the acts of evil in Paris shouldn't prevent us from giving thanks to God for all the blessings we have been hearing about today. The psalms are the hymns and the prayers and the laments of a people who dealt with all these crises and dilemmas of life in the context of worship and a worshipping community. When I shifted my focus from a light morning of thanksgiving and laughter to ask how to bring in the Paris tragedy to this short sermon, I came to see that actually those events on Friday night are an urgent reminder of what this opening is all about. These buildings are a sanctuary in the midst of a dark world. This is a place where within the community of living stones, we can find solace, healing, forgiveness, restoration, redemption, salvation. These buildings are a sanctuary where we can come together And find a place, our place, in the universe as people created in the image of God and redeemed by Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And finding in this sanctuary our vertical connection with God through Christ, we can then make some sense of the horizontal relationships with each other, with this neighborhood, and even with our enemies. We gather together this morning after nights like Friday night. And in worship we somehow find that there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. 
he lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. These buildings are a sanctuary, but they are not a passive one. These are not halls to come into for some escape from the horrors of the world. Yes, we can see them as a place for retreat, soul space in the tragedy in order to deep, deep breathe deep the breath of God. But ultimately, these new buildings are a grace-driven sanctuary that propels us out from them into the neighborhood and the world. It's what the power of their new windows does for Fitzroy. They are not an alternative to the world. They are a mission station to transform and welcome the world. May these buildings never be a place for our self-indulgence or our self-righteousness. May these buildings always be about God's spirit infusing us to feed the needs of the world for food, for water, for education, for shelter, for well-being, for peace, for justice and salvation. May these buildings be the word becoming flesh and moving into the neighborhood as John described Jesus in the prologue of his gospel. May these buildings be the salt of the earth, like Jesus called his followers to be in the Sermon on the Mount. Into a world that throws us Paris on a Friday night, may we be what the singer David Gray sings, into lies, ruin, disease, into wounds like these, let the truth sting. May we sting the truth of the gospel and the salt of Christ into the wounds and lies and ruin of the city of Belfast to do what salt does and bring healing. May these buildings be the light of the world that Jesus called his followers to be in the Sermon on the Mount. May we shine light across this city. May we be particles of light in our vocations and in our neighborhoods where we live. May we be a cluster of light with a university a commercial thoroughfare and a residential area around about us. After Paris, it's good to hear John's prologue again. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. After Paris, it's good to be reminded what John said later in his gospel in chapter 16 and verse 33. I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. One of our former elders, now assistant minister in Stormont, Brent Vandalinda, Facebooked yesterday those words of Martin Luther King. Darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. So let us not look at the world and blame it for being dark. Let's not look at the world and blame it for hating Let's be those who bring light to the world and love to the world because we are those in Christ who can do that. May these halls be beacons of light and love driving out darkness and hate. In and from these halls, may we hold this belief 
But may we hold it without arrogance. May we shine and scatter grace, but may we do it with a servant, humble attitude. And as we thank God for his goodness to us, I go back to where I started this morning before we cut that ribbon over about an hour. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call in the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people. So today, we laugh with God and we thank God for these new halls. We thank God for their artistic beauty, for their ambience of grace, for their near luxurious comfort, for the ability to boil two kettles in one kitchen at the same time. We thank God for the morale lift that it has given to this community, as Thomas referred to in his 150 words earlier. For me, the thanksgiving is not to have new halls that make my office lovely, or a lovely welcome area where we can chat, sip coffee, and eat Blytheman bread or Trinder cake. It is that we have now something to offer back to God. So we offer them back to God. What does this area need that could compare with what we needed when we decided to build the halls? What artistic beauty could we bring to this community and this city that would change its morale? What ambience of grace could be brought into this city? Where does it need comfort? What is the equivalent for this community, for the city of Belfast, for the community of Onelaku, and the world to us being able to boil two kettles at once? If we remember the state we were in, in these halls and see what we have now what is the state the world is in and how can we offer these halls to God that he might use them to do for the world what we have watched him do for us another social media message yesterday said we need to have a life-giving presence in our cities we need to have a life-giving presence in our cities God, may you take these buildings and make us as your living stones in these buildings a life-giving presence to Belfast and to the world. May these halls, Onelaki Primary School in my beloved West Nile, and us the living stones within them here and there, may they pour back out of these buildings to be that life-giving presence. And we're back to John's prologue, aren't we? May these halls give us the opportunity to become the word made flesh, to move into this city and across the world. Thank you, God. Let it be.